0: Hello and welcome to
1: the Hey Mama podcast.
0: Supporting women to make empowering, soul centered and heart driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Hey Mama. Welcome to today's episode. Thanks for joining us for our birth story series. Today we have a very beautiful guest with us. Her name is Ashley and she's a kinesiologist and a website designer. So her birth wasn't what she had planned and she fully expected to have a home birth with no interventions at all but it turned out to be perfect without the plan that she had in mind. So the key to that was letting go of her expectations and trusting what her body needed. So Ashley was transferred to hospital from her home birth. Welcome, Ashley. Welcome. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. So where does your story start?
1: Um, so I guess... the beginning of my story or where I feel like it starts is, um, you know, everyone's expectations on you and your body with pregnancy. um, My mom had three early deliveries. I was born um, at 36 weeks and both my sisters were also born quite early. And so you have, like I had my mom saying, oh, this baby is coming early. You just better be prepared. Mm It's going to be really, really early. And then, you know, when you go out to the markets or you go somewhere and then people are like, Oh, he's sitting really high. He's gonna never come <laughs> or oh he's really low. He looks like he's gonna come anytime now. Um and so you just have to hear all of these expectations about your body and your pregnancy and when people think you're gonna deliver your baby. Um And it's a lot to think about, you know, when you get to the end of it and you're kind of ready to give birth, but you obviously have no idea when you're going to do that. So from 36 weeks, I sort of felt like I was ready to go and I was having some period pains every night. And, you know, just I was like, oh, this is going to happen. He's going to come early. But then a big part of me was like, well, I need him to come when I can have a home birth, so don't come now. <laughs> Please stay in there. Yeah. Um, and so the weeks went on a bit. Um, and then things slowed down and I wasn't really having any period pain and I wasn't really feeling much. And so started, you know, you get a little bit disappointed um, and it came to my due date and I was like, okay, this is cool. I was prepared to not, um, you know, go into labor before my due date or anything but obviously in the back of your mind you have everyone's words and expectations and stories and whatever and so you know the weeks went on and I got to 41 weeks and so you have to go in for a checkup and and the scan And they said, oh, this is a very big baby. And I was like, oh, well, that's fine. I don't really believe (laughs) Mm in scans, you know, being really accurate or anything. And I don't, you know, I just didn't really pay attention to that. And was like, I trust my body. I'm not a a big person, but I'm not a small person either. So I thought I'll be fine. Um, And I think I only really was starting to, like I mean I was over it I I really really wanted to meet my baby but I got to 41 plus uh, nine days and I was like okay (laughs) you can definitely come now baby Um, and so I asked my midwife for a stretch and sweep so that we could see if things could move along a little bit Um, and she came to My house to do one, which was quite nice because it was a bit more relaxing than doing it in a hospital. And um, at that time, she said that she couldn't really reach my cervix because it was sitting quite high. Um, But she tried to do one anyway, and there was a little bit of blood and a bit of cramping and whatnot. And she just, she was absolutely amazing. She just said, you know what? Sometimes you just have to give up and let go and give in, and that's when baby decides to come. Um, and so she left and I was just like, yep, I'm just not going to do any of the things that I've been doing to try and, um, bring this baby, you know, into the world. Like I was doing everything that people suggest, like Mm -hmm. spicy food, having sex, um, walking as much as I could, Mm -hmm. um, expressing just absolutely everything because I, I really wanted my home birth. Um, and I knew that if I got to 42 weeks, I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, and so that day I just baked, um, because I absolutely love baking and I cleaned the house because I felt like I just <laughs> needed the house to be clean. Looking back, I was probably just really like all the hormones were probably getting ready. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> and I just didn't pay attention to that. Um, and so I just, you know, also relaxed and didn't even really think about it the whole day because I was like, well, the stretch and sweep didn't really work. And so I don't think it's not going to happen. I'm probably just going to end up in the hospital and end up with an induction at some point next week. Um, And then when I climbed into bed that night, I felt my first contraction and I was really excited because it's like you've been waiting and hoping and almost wondering what it's going to feel like. And, then it happened and I was just, I was really, really excited. Um, and so I thought, okay, I'll lie here a little bit and I'll see if, you know, they don't continue or whatever. And I'll just try and sleep because it was about nine at night and I lay there and I felt really uncomfortable lying down. And so I told my husband, I felt some contractions, but I was just going to get up and go sit in the lounge and, um, sort of labor in a more comfortable position and so I went into the lounge and turned on our fairy lights and we had like a whole little scene ready for when we wanted to do our home birth Um, and it was really quite special laboring all night on my own. Um, I didn't really want to wake him up because it was kind of like I just felt like it was this is the last time I was going to you know, be pregnant with this baby and it was just really lovely sitting there in the dark on my own. I was listening to some hypnobirthing tracks and it was just really peaceful. Um, at some point I also ran a bath for myself and just relaxed in the bath and the contractions were pretty regular. Um, maybe like every 15 minutes I was having two or so. So I was feeling really positive about, you know, the rate that it was going and everything. Um, and then in the morning, I think my husband got up around five thirty. I don't think he slept that well in the end. Um, but he came in and uh, like things were progressing a bit and we were both really excited. Um, And it all continued and then I think it got to about 8.30 or 9 in the morning and I was like, okay, this is cool. I've been laboring for 12 hours now. Um, In my head I had like, okay, like a really quick labor is like, you know, eight hours and a longish one or medium one is like 16 to 20 hours and then you obviously hear of like the 30 to 40-hour labors but I wasn't really thinking about those. I was like, oh, 12 hours, I could be, you know, maybe I'm a 16-hour person. <laughs> and so I was just really excited. Like, I just wanted to meet my baby. <laughs> um, mm. And so the contractions were really regular. They were probably three every 10 minutes and about, you know, 60 seconds each. And so I was like, cool, this is going to happen. And um, my body started to get the shakes a little bit and, I was thinking I was sort of crossing over Um, and we called the midwife and she came and she did some checks and, and everything. And then um, she was like, okay, things are looking good. Um, but said that she wanted to do an internal just to see how things were going. And I was totally happy to have an internal because I also kind of wanted to know um, like how far I was. And in my head, I was thinking, you know, I'm pretty close um she did an internal and I was only three centimeters so not only I was three centimeters um mm. so there was a bit of disappointment and you know I wasn't even in that second stage of labor yet um but it was quite intense already so she said you know she would have to leave because she couldn't stay they'd had quite a busy rotation this was actually my second backup midwife that had to come because there were quite a few women in labor on the same day. Mm -hmm. So she couldn't stay. So we just decided to relax. Um, The birth pool had been filled and I asked her if I could just get in and take some of the weight off my body. And so I did that for a bit and it felt really, really nice to just relax in there and not be, you know, having weight on your body the whole time you're in labor is pretty exhausting when it goes on for a while um and then at some point while I was in the pool um it just really felt like I had to push and so we called the midwife again um and this time my first midwife was able to come and she came and she was like oh this is looking really great um really you know feeling like things are going and I just really had a strong urge to push, and and then you know it continued on a bit, and she said, okay, maybe we need to do another internal, but I'll do it in the pool so you don't have to move, um, and we'll see how you're doing. And so she did an internal, and it was still three centimeters, um, but she said that baby's head was really pushing really low on my cervix. So it was sitting really, really low in my pelvis but my cervix wasn't actually dilating around the head so that's why I had the strong urge to push but you know it wasn't quite yet there um Mm. so she said okay it seems like his head is maybe not in a tucked position he seems like his you know it's kind of his um chin is pointing up a little bit so he might not be in the right position um for your cervix to dilate so I had to walk around and try and get some movement in my hips going and and just try and get him to move a little bit. But I found that quite uncomfortable. I didn't really enjoy any of the positions that I was supposed to be in to help him move. And it was quite frustrating. And I wasn't I wasn't really feeling in flow anymore at that point. I think I started to get quite frustrated with feeling like I was ready and then you know nothing happening. Um and so time went on and she said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna leave you, I'm gonna stay for as long as I can. I think she could sort of feel that I was um just maybe not trusting my body as much anymore. Um and so she wanted to stay there with me. And so we kept moving and, and just trying to do everything that we could and had to make sure that I was eating because I had ketones in my urine and I think I just wasn't you know maybe doing everything that I needed to I was really like focused that I needed to pee frequently just to make sure that my bladder wasn't obstructing the birth canal but um eating was a bit of a challenge so in the end I think I ate a whole watermelon because they were like we need to get some sugar in you and we need to get some liquids in you um and then it kind of continued on a bit and I had to swap midwives again and the night went on and we were still going and she said well your waters haven't broken so you can keep going you know there's nothing baby's fine his heartbeat's fine um you can keep going um so I did and I was in the birth pool again because I just needed the weight off of my body I just needed to be I needed to be able to relax to some extent. Um, And while in the birth pool, it got to, you know, 24 hours since I went into labor and I was just feeling so tired. I was in the pool and in between each contraction, which was still, I was still having three every 10 minutes. um, I was falling asleep (laughs) and then waking up for the next contraction and basically falling asleep, sitting up. And so, I was just completely exhausted. The midwife said, if you feel like you want to go to the hospital, you can, but you are doing so well. And she was honestly amazing at coaching me and helping me, you know, keep going and, and getting to the point where, you know, I was ready to make decisions, I guess. You know, she was not like, oh, let's go to the hospital. You know, this is taking forever or anything. Um absolutely amazing um and I think I got to around 10 or ten thirty, and I had a contraction that I guess was just the tipping point for me during that surge I, I felt like a huge crack in my pelvis and it was really intense and and loud and I think I just you know scared myself maybe um I don't know what it was in the end if it was just you know my pelvis shifting and opening or whatever. And and I just said, I think, I don't think I could do this anymore. I want to go to the hospital. And she said, no, 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 we can keep going. Let's just keep doing this. You're doing so well. It won't be long. And I said, and so I, I think I labored for another hour. And then I was just like, no, <laughs> let's go. I'm so done <laughs> being here. I feel like I need something just to help me basically. And so we drove to the hospital and got there and it's kind of not what you, I mean, I, I knew what to expect with the hospital, but um, the biggest thing that I felt while I was there was how like, bright it was and how um, it just was not as comfortable as home because you get there and there's just a bed in the room and nothing else really to labor on. So, um I said that I wanted an epidural and that was one of the things that I was so firm in the beginning that I was never, ever going to have. I just thought I will never do it. Mostly I was just so afraid of, you know, the needles, Um, but just how exhausted I was. I was like there is just no other option for me right now. And they said that the anaesthetist was – in a surgery, and so he wouldn't be out for a little while. So I was in the room and probably waited another hour and a half to two hours for the anaesthetist to come. And while that was happening, obviously, you're just like waiting for him to walk in the door. Um, but I think it was honestly the best thing because when he did walk in the door, I was so, so ready. There wasn't like a single doubt that that is what I wanted. I knew that I needed (laughs) that epidural um, because I was still, you know, sitting up on the bed, still contracting so frequently and falling asleep, sitting up in between each contraction. I was just absolutely exhausted. Um, I couldn't get comfortable at all. And so he did the epidural. um, And my husband, who's quite queasy, With needles was fine right up until the end. And then he was like, Oh no, I just got to lie down. Um, Which well done him for actually making it through. Um, (laughs) And so after that, then I got to have a bit of a lie down. And uh, my midwife was good. She would wake me up and move me, you know, flip me from side to side just so that um, I was, you know, turning and baby was moving and everything. And it was amazing getting just that bit of sleep. So I think I ended up getting the epidural at about 12 or 1 um, in the morning. And then my midwife woke me up at about 6 and said, I just want to check how things are going. I just want to see where your body is at and everything. And so I was obviously fine with that. I was like, can I also just sleep <laughs> another 10 more hours? Um and so she did an internal and she was like, oh, my gosh, I just want you to put your hand here and just feel this. And so I stuck my hand and baby's head was right there. Like I didn't even – I didn't have to stick my fingers into my vag- into my vagina at all. Like his head was just right, right there. Um, and so it was just incredible. Like I was like, oh, my gosh, she's actually going to be here. Um, I don't have to wait any longer. And she said, okay, um, we're going to have to push, though. Um, the obstetrician was apparently outside and saying, okay, well, if he's right there, um, if she can't push him out quickly, um, he seems to... They said he was going into a little bit of stress. Um, but I think that's normal when, you know, the head's coming down the birth canal, then um, the heart rate does change. And so they said, if you know, if you don't push it out, if you don't push him out quickly, then we might have to assist you and so i was like nope i'm doing this i've had some sleep let's go um and we woke my husband up and my one leg was absolutely dead i couldn't move it at all i think cuz i was lying on it and then um the epidural goes to one side of your body when you're lying on one side and so he had to hold my dead leg up and um and mm-hmm. i pushed and i think i did three pushes And he was out and it was just the most incredible experience. Just, you know, when you've, I felt like, I honestly felt like I was never going to see this baby. There was a point in labor that I was like, I'm never going to meet you. You've gone overdue. This is like the longest labor and I'm just never, ever going to know what Mm -hmm. this baby (laughs) looks like. I just want to know him. And um, he popped out and, they put him on my chest and he was he was so calm. He, you know, did a little bit of a moan and they said to blow in his face and his he he just didn't cry that much, but he was he was fine, he was breathing and everything, but he was just so calm and I think, you know, you I guess he came down the birth canal really, really slowly as my cervix opened around his head that was already shoved down there. Um and it was just a really gentle birth for him I think and he was just so happy and beautiful and honestly like all my expectations were you know home birth in the water and it wasn't that at all but it was just the most beautiful experience having him you know pop out however he popped out and I was Mm -hmm. so ready and I just was dying to meet him it was just magical and you know all the emotions that you just can't contain when they they're there you know you just it's just amazing it's the most incredible feeling um yeah (laughs) what
0: a birthing warrior you were like (laughs) what a long long fever to Mm. to push through and
1: um to work through and yeah wow you're incredible <laughs> thank you I've honestly heard of longer ones since and I'm like oh maybe I could have done it you know but then I'm like oh no I don't know
0: <laughs> no
1: oh wow one thing that totally stood out for me was just how even though it didn't go to plan I feel like you mm-hmm. were so in choice and so Cool and like with the
0: choices you I were making, ready. Like you were yeah. ready, you were ready for the next,
1: yeah. And that I
0: think that's just what's yes. important. I think was being pushed on you, um, yeah, you were really
1: ready. And oh, I just love that in the midwife, yeah. was like, feel, feel, it was just that was a moment, the most, the probably meeting. the most, you know, obviously, besides him being put on my chest, that was just like, he's here, you know, like, just feel your baby right there, you know, it's the first time yeah. you feel your baby. So, um, like probably you know, from the outside, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, totally, totally, yeah, but what not it, like, such it, an incredible yeah. moment for a mom or a new mom, I think, and yeah, with all the things that went on with your long labor and everything, I think it's yeah, just it such was a cool, it was so cool. moment that you got that yeah and you feel like you were um
0: (laughs) just being given like all the lessons in patience as well because I feel like the story like starts with really you being like projected onto you Mm -hmm. the story baby's coming at 36 weeks and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when you feel like your baby's coming early and then they don't like it just seems to drag on forever and yeah obviously went from 36 Mm -hmm. weeks to like you know almost 42, (laughs) thinking, oh, any day now this is going to happen, any day, any day. And it's like this baby's like, (laughs) nah, you are learning all these lessons in patience. And then on top of that, the length of time it took for him to actually arrive, it was just like yeah, mom, you are going to be the most patient mother in the entire <laughs> world after I've done with you. <laughs> exactly.
1: I think it's, yeah, the, the lesson was other people's expectations, you know. And mm. and because I was fine with, I, I didn't think he was, I didn't think he was going to come early. It was everyone else saying that. Yeah. And then my mom also had super short labours. Like she, you know, said the the doctor did a check and then walked out the door and said I need to push and then came back and she was ready to push and so she just had like the super super quick labors too and it was completely the opposite and I think yeah it's expectations of everyone else but then I also had my own expectations for the magical home birth that I wanted and I think you just have to let go of everything because it's never ever going to be what you expect. And expectations just ruin things, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really powerful. Oh, wow. So (laughs) tell us now what advice you would give to a pregnant mama listening.
1: Um, Well, I mean, I guess kind of what I said, but, you know, you can be organized and you can have plans and you can hope for them. But I think you also have to just, when it comes down to it, let go, stay in your control. Like it's okay to be in charge of your body and to be making decisions, but don't let them be, you know, driven by what your body needs, not by fear. Um, just let your body tell you what it needs. And, you know, I think when you've let go and just given into the process, then that's when it becomes really beautiful. Um, yeah, don't let anything else be driving you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So important. Perfect. Love it. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your lovely story
1: with us today. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. It's almost exactly a year since it's um, Charlie's birthday um, <gasps> on Sunday, so it's actually quite special sharing it
0: now. <laughs> yeah. Oh nice! Oh yeah. So the this episode will be released the day after his birthday. Whatever. listening. that's really special. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so so much. Thank you. And um, yeah, enjoy your day. Thank you. I will. Thank you. Thank you. See See ya. (laughs) listening to the hey mama podcast if you're enjoying the show please share it with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes we hope you're having a beautiful day mama